my funny Francis. Hello everyone, welcome to the Brown Boy Podcast. I'm your host, Junaid Khan, as always, and today... And boom, you're locked in with your boy, Funny Francis. You don't know who I am, or you might not know, but you will know. I mean, you do know. You wish you knew before you knew that you knew who I am, you get me? So, Brown Boy Podcast, you get me? Obviously, the number one podcast in Europe, northern, southern, eastern hemisphere, from the Malaysians to the Himalayas. You like that, eh? So, boom, listen to what the man's got to say. I'm here with the number one host, Junaid Khan, Brown Boy Bodybuilder, rebranding soon. Obviously, Bob. Yeah, well, I was just about to say, I was going to introduce him, but he has done the introduction for himself. A little quick story if you guys don't know him, but I'm pretty sure you all know him anyway. Uh, Funny Francis, he's on YouTube, uh, very popular comedian. He's done very well. Uh, how long have you been running now? For about two years? Yeah, um, we started in um, January 2017. So, yeah, around two years-ish. Yeah, 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 around two years-ish. Two years ish. Well, so what what made you what made you get into it then? YouTube in the beginning. So I've obviously just a little backstory how we, we know each other. We used to work together in a in the let's say security industry. <laughs> obviously, let's give this story. We used to work together in uh, Leamington. Obviously, for all the international fans watching this right now, yeah, Leamington is a place within within the United Kingdom, yeah, within an area called the West Midlands, isn't it? Yeah, it's near Birmingham, but not too far, not too near. We used to work in this security place here in a shopping centre. And obviously, it was all madness in there, innit? Bad things used to happen. Get me? At lunchtime, man used to go and get, uh, what was it? Four-piece chicken, uh, a, a roast chicken, yeah? Two pounds. And then we used to sit in the sit in the uh, gatehouse, munch, munch, bring in the uh, entertainer, a lorry. It was good times, man. But yeah, that's where I know Janet. <laughs> He's got it. That's where, I know, that's where I first met Janet. That's where I knew him from, innit? So that's Very my good. number one guy there, yeah? And obviously... We started uh, the YouTube team because one day I was, well, in 2016, from 2016 to 2017, I was living on my own because I had this security job. Uh, that's when I left the last one I was telling you about. I had my security job, a new security job in Wolverhampton. Right. So I was there and then I was living on my own. And then I woke up one day and I thought, oh, raw, I think I should channel my, uh, my comedic attributes into something constructive and something that would help other people. Um, and bring joy, joy, joy and smiles to their life, so to speak. So one day I got up, I quit my job, and then I moved, came back to Coventry, which is also another place within the United Kingdom for all the international fans out there, not too far from Birmingham. Came back mm-hmm. to Coventry, mm-hmm. and uh, I started attending different um, comedy courses, you know, for stand-up comedy and how to conduct yourself and how to really present your comedy on a stage because on a stage and in, and in front of a camera is two different things and yeah. uh, I don't think people appreciate how difficult it is to be able to stand in front of hundreds even one person just to be able to stand in front of one person and deliver a five pe- a five minute piece of material flawlessly yeah. it is incredibly difficult it's easier to do things on camera because you can structure it edit it etc etc mm-hmm. so like I was saying earlier did a few uh, comedy courses to up the skill set and then I did a few um comedy shows and um, I've done some in my hometown of Coventry I've done some in Birmingham and Leicester as well and uh, I've hosted events since then and many other things so yeah uh, that's been the journey so far and it's been a good journey it's been a good journey Um, I, I would like to think I've put a lot of uh, smiles and a lot of uh, happiness into people's lives which might not have been there before um, until they watch my content so yeah man no doubt no doubt I mean I can definitely attribute to that regarding the smiles I mean People in this society, they're always looking for something, an outlet, uh, some form of uh, comedy, you know. And I feel like mm. the work, the work, the work you've done, how you built it up, has has uh, 
can definitely be an outlet for them. I mean, just look at the views. The views on some of your YouTube videos are really, really something that I would be very thankful for if I was you, because that is something which shows the hard work does pay off. Let's just go back a little bit. So, okay, so you started back in 2017. You started the YouTube videos. And now you mentioned something about how it's easier. It's very, it's, it's, it can be very daunting to speak in front of one, one person, 10 people, 100 people. So when you first started, before you even started the YouTube or even alongside that, uh, am I right in saying you used to attend like comedy shows, like local comedy shows? And, and is that how you started, started this whole thing? Now, interestingly, yeah. I started my thing by not attending comedy shows. I used to watch them online. So one of my biggest idols in the comedy game is this guy called um, Bernie Mac. Now, okay. he, he's, di- he's died now, but in the early noughties, he was big in the comedy scene and he starred in many movies and many films. And he, he, he to me, Bernie Mac is like the older version of me in a sense, but more refined and has been through more life experiences. <laughs> so him... <laughs> so he's like the, the, the what I would like to be. Well, obviously, not to mirror someone else, but my own yeah. version of him, you know what I mean? So it was more a case of um, wanting to do that, the, the stand-up comedy side of the, of, of the thing, and going out there and getting the skill set up and understanding what it's all about. So breaking it down into what I actually studied, um, there's, there's things such as punchline, delivery, build up now the punchline is of, of course the climax of the joke or it could be a secondary climax now you could be creating a punchline to express a previous point or a point you're about to touch on to in the in, in the next many or next few minutes of right. your performance um and then you got the uh and you got the build up which which some comedians like to use which is a a, a, a bit of spice that gradually goes up and then it hits the punchline and then you've got one line of comedians that give like knock knock jokes but they uh, with these type of things it's all about your linguistic capability so how good you're able to write a piece of work and present it so uh i'm i myself i'm not that good with words i'm more good with action so when i'm on stage you'll probably see me emit 60 percent action and 40 percent words because i think comedy should be seen rather than heard if that makes sense I think it has more of an effect on a person when they can see it rather than just hearing it. Um, I mean, and that also leads into why I even started the YouTube in the first place because I felt I need an outlet for people to see what I actually do and the type of character that I am. Because if we break it, if we break down the characters, for people who don't know who I am, I have four characters. I've got Funny Francis, which is me right now, my normal person. I've got African Francis, which is another character from Africa, obviously. Rasta Francis, yeah. <laughs> it's like that, that and like, what's my fourth character oh, and Chef Francis a new character that I've created within the past two months um, okay. Chef Francis because so, I'm aware of those African and Rasta Francis they'll they be very popular on YouTube but the Chef Francis that's, I'm, I'm intrigued I'm intrigued with that one now, what's that about yeah so bottom with Chef Francis now um, that's a character that I've created because I created a new show called uh, can you eat a donut without licking your lips? I turned it into a challenge. Right. Well, it isn't anything new. It's been done before, but I wanted to put my own twist on it. So the idea of that show was, and still is, that someone eats a donut, they have sugar around their mouth, and they need to repeat a tongue twister to me without licking their lips. So a tongue twister such as um, 
brave bleeding boys battle bold biting babies while bumbling boys rave bold biting boys bumbling babies something like that you know Whoa. um and also you'll see that in, in my previous episode that 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 that, that, that tongue twister's in there as well so yeah. yeah that's the idea behind chef francis so that chef francis is the guy who eats the food you know ah oh, interesting because uh yeah i've always been interested in food and stuff i know i know you like to uh crafty meals and stuff so yeah that's interesting so okay so you started the youtube thing and when when okay so from an outside perspective let's say i'm outside looking on your youtube i would look at you and think hey this guy's made it this guy he's been successful has there ever come a point in your youtube career so far that you've kind of thought you know what shit i've actually done it i've actually done what something i didn't either something i didn't think i would do or shit i've exceeded my expectations Mm, mm. I think when you first start, I mean, when I first started, a lot of my content was put onto a uh, Facebook. Now, people say that's, that's uh, where you originally, originally blew up, isn't it, on Facebook? Is that right? Yeah, I, I I originally blew up on Facebook. Then that audience and that retention transferred over to YouTube. But right. going back to what I was originally about to say, um, when you're in it, when you're in the thick of it, in amongst it. And you get things that you don't expect, such as all the views and everything. At the time, it feels surreal. But then when you come back down to earth, you just realize all you've done really is tick off another checklist. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, when I first started, when I first started, the views did count. Um, I'll, I won't be afraid to admit that I was a sucker to the views. If something that I produced didn't get the views, I'd feel downhearted. But that's when I that's but that was at a point when I came into it with an une, uneducated mind. What? Now I realize, yeah, as long as your content is good and you're happy in what you're creating, you will naturally spread your goodness and your organic material around through everyone. So, for example, um, hmm, what's my most recent example? Uh, Can you speak Jamaican? Episode seven is is nearly on four hundred thousand views. Can You Speak Jamaican episode 8 is, is on over 110,000 views. And Notting Hill Carnival is, is only on 8.5,000 views. But to me, that, that Notting Hill Carnival Can You Speak Jamaican episode was the best episode out of all of them combined, even though that got the least views. And that's because we put our heart into it, me and my um, producer. Shout out JBK Films, also shout out Chat Record Entertainment. Because we put our heart and soul into this, and we put our love into it. We didn't really, well, I didn't really. I can't speak for them. I didn't really uh, care what views it received, because I, 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 when when you when you how do I say this? When you set an expectation for yourself, you almost hurt yourself in a sense. So with that Nothing Hill video, I put out a lot of heart and effort into it, and I was partly disappointed with the view count. But at the same time, I realized that what I'm doing is for the goodness of what I enjoy and for the goodness of what it brings to other people, such as the positivity, such as a release. Because uh, there was a girl a few months ago who said that she actually sits down with her family and watch and watches my material. And I just thought, wow, there's families who actually spend time in their day to sit down and watch my stuff and have a good laugh and a giggle. So, yeah, in the midst of all that I've just said there, I hope I haven't lost anyone. I hope I haven't lost you, Janine. Basically... I set expectations at the beginning. I was downhearted when I didn't achieve them. And now these days, 
Um, I don't. I care less about the view count. I care more about what I'm creating, the quality of what I'm creating, and the purpose that I'm trying to achieve. In a nutshell. And that's very profound, those last lines you just said, because it seems to me there's something special about life that when you kind of focus on more so the process and enjoying the process, actually true. you enjoy it more and actually the, the fruits are even sweeter. It's true, it's true, it's true. And, and just to emphasise that, I mean, even, even the process of such as driving to a location, uh, meeting up with a videographer, uh, going to the videographer's house just to look at material and those type of things i think all of that combined really um enriches the 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 the, the results of the labor afterwards so when we finally got this 12 minute piece of material that we can release to our 35,000 or 37,000 subscribers and know that we produced this and we're proud of it it really makes all the hard work before that really worth it you know mm -hmm. so yeah, man, even up to now. I remember when I first started, a lot of my content was basic. I had to do a lot of uh, shadowing or self-taught methods on how to edit, um, how to develop my comedic style online because going back to the stand-up comedy and how I said stand-up comedy is harder than saying something in front of a camera. Even in itself, saying something in front of a camera has its own element of skills and, own, and its own element of... Um, how would I say this? Basically, it has its own genre of skill sets to be yeah. able to pull it off correctly as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, man, I think, I think, I think definitely the journey, the journey has been good so far. It has been very good, and I'm looking to continue. Um, at the minute, I'm in the planning stage to start a new show. Oh, there's nearly a car crash there. Bloody yeah. Um, I was, I'm in the planning stage. Oh, by the way, if you're seeing cars go past me, I'm sitting in my car right now because my house is packed at the cars. It's packed right now, you know, like, so easy. Like. So, obviously, we're out here. We've got to improvise because, obviously, Janine invited me onto the show. Yeah. Brown boy, buddy, but then rebranding soon, you know, you man. So... That's a spoiler alert. I, <laughs> I, I had to make an appearance. But, yeah, man, like I said, the journey's mad so far. And you know another thing that's mad, yeah? Back in the day, when I first started, I used to put pressure on myself that, oh, bro, I need to produce one video every two days or one video a week or I feel two like videos I'm in, a week. I feel like but now, like now I've realised, yeah, as long as you enjoy what you're doing and, 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 and turn it into a hobby, not a chore, you will actually enjoy what you're doing and the results will come more naturally. Yeah. I mean, YouTube will actually reward you because YouTube will see that, oh, bro, this guy enjoys what he does clean content, it's something new, he's obviously thought about it, boom, we'll, we'll, we'll make this guy's, we'll make this guy's thing recommended, like they did with one of my last videos that reached nearly 400,000 views, so, I think if you do everything with a smile in life, your rewards will contain smiles. Wow, well, I mean, oh, that is... Francis M 2019. That is, uh, that is profound. A lot of the things you're saying are very, very interesting because they're kind of things which I've been experiencing in my life lately as well. For example, you just said about the videos. Uh, yeah. pressure. I need to do at least a video a week or two videos a week. And, and if I don't yeah, do it... I don't, I don't pressure myself like that anymore, man. It's pointless. It's pointless. It's almost like there's a fear, though, isn't there? Like, if you don't do that... Oh, yeah, you're not going to get the results that you've been trying to achieve. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used yeah. to think that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, in a sense, I don't want to go too technical because I know... Talking about YouTube algorithms and everything else is a is a quantum mechanics that I haven't got a degree in. So 
in 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 basic, basically what how YouTube works is um watch time plus consistency equals uh, the more likely the more likelihood of YouTube pushing out your material for more audiences because you're you're retaining the watch time, which to them proves that that ads that people who have ads who put them on YouTube's videos would get a good um, return from putting an ad on your video. Yeah. yeah. So for so for in in in, gen, in 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 basic in layman terms, the more you the more the more you have in the pool, the more likely you can swim. If that makes sense. So if you have more videos out there, and you have videos of a longer watch time and videos that are getting likes and getting engagement and retention and having subscribers frequently come back to your channel because of your specific style or your specific array of content, right. then it pushes out better results across YouTube. But with what you said earlier about having to feel the pressure to produce something, that's when toxic feelings or toxic energy or burnout, as a lot of YouTubers call it these days. That's when that kind of thing begins. So I think for me, I stopped feeling that way. Uh, I think maybe a year ago, maybe I think halfway through my career as a YouTuber so far, I stopped feeling the need to pressurize myself because I realized and the results showed me that if I create good content, regardless if I haven't released a video in a month or a year or a week, it, it, it will come out to be something good with the help and love that I put into it and with YouTube doing the rest and the fan base that I have. So I think for, for what you're saying and for anyone else who, who has similar thoughts as yourself, Junaid, I think for you guys and everyone else watching, you need to um, put this YouTube thing, entertainment thing, comedy thing, whatever you're trying to do, turn it into a hobby. Don't, don't don't turn it into a chore. I mean, the other day, my videographer said he doesn't want to film for me anymore because it feels like a job. It doesn't feel like he's enjoying it because of the hours and effort that we both have to put into it. Yeah. Because not because as well as shooting on a site, let's say we go to London and we shot Nighting Hill Carnival 2019. There's the uh, element of driving there for two hours, driving back, being there for five hours, and then uh, my good friend Justice having to go away and... Uh, film it for another well not film it edit it i should say for another 10 or 12 hours so i can understand his point but back in 2017 when i first started i was a bit naive and a bit i'd say a bit uh unfair i would i would honestly say because i would put a lot of expectations on one person i.e my video videographer slash editor so you just have to turn it into turn it into a hobby i mean have the freedom and 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 expression and confidence in yourself to say uh, I can't be asked to film this week but next week we're going ham that type of thing you know and I and think that's really that's really made me that's really made me become a healthier person psychologically because I haven't produced another video in the past two weeks since my last video came out and I don't feel any different I'm not worrying I feel good I mean in general I rarely even post on social media probably not as much as I should do considering I'm trying to be a social media influencer but i feel if i do something that isn't really within my character i'm not being true to who i am and the true me is the person who's happy and creates smiles so if i don't stay true to myself then i'm not true to anyone i hear that i hear that man and the very again very profound words and what you're saying right now is 
it's almost it's a, it's a it's an hour of synchronicity because I I'm exactly feeling the same way uh, uh, based on what you are saying. Now some interesting points you mentioned there, and I'm just taking it all in. I think I I'm probably thinking this. I've said a lot. I've said a lot. You can reflect back to me and give me some of your some of your thoughts on it as well. You know, big man. Obviously, you got me. So we can. No doubt. I mean, okay, no doubt. Me. I mean, it's definitely helping the viewers all this stuff. But a lot of the things you're saying do make a lot of sense uh, regarding YouTube. So let's say somebody's starting YouTube now. Okay, they're starting YouTube, and you you said obviously turn it into a hobby. Don't don't feel uh, pressured to do videos. Just do it for the love of it. And that kind of gets into the whole thing of quality over quantity. What are your views then on this idea of quality over quantity? I've heard how you see it in YouTube, obviously producing content when you want to, which will obviously mean when you want to produce content, you'll produce more quality rather than it being a chore because it's a hobby. So how does that also reflect in your life to quality over quantity? And, and how is that carried over to other aspects of your life? So I feel um, with YouTube and in general, the problem is, in this day and age, society doesn't really care, I don't think, to a degree. I mean, there's people out there who create rubbish, rubbish content or just do stupid things within society in general, and they're getting all the plaudits, all the praise, and all the results, and all the glory that comes with uh, success, even though the foundations of the success was nonsense, or wasn't hard fought for, or was, was bull, bull crap, so to speak. So, I think with that, it's all within the individual. Is the individual the type of character to cherish knowing in themselves that they've created good work, regardless of what society thinks or regardless if society appreciates the hard work? Or is the person in themselves not an, opp not an opportunist, but a, 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 a pirate who, who just creates anything and if it blows, he'll just take all the glory and not care how and where it came from? So I think it all depends on the individual and and the pride, the level of pride that they want to put into whatever they're trying to do in life. YouTube, life in general, new job, trying to buy a house, trying to get a new car, all these things that make us human beings, you know? Well, not make us human beings, but all these things that human beings have to go through within modern society or so-called modern society. Because we can't, I, I don't know what modern is. Modern's just what uh, people perceive it to be. But yeah, so... That, 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 there's another debate for another day. <laughs> it's mad, man's fault getting dry here. I should have brought the water in here. But yeah, man. But what are you telling me? What are you telling me? I mean, yeah, I mean, ultimately, what you're kind of saying really is about integrity of your character, of who you are as a person. Like you just said earlier, um, being who you are and, and not producing a false image of yourself online, but actually showing who you really are. Because you could easily go and do a video which is not you just to get the views and even if you do get the views yeah what 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 impact will that have on your inner being you know trust me trust me because it, 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 it is it's just like a flower you know what i mean picture a flower now yeah boom you give it the nutrients that it requires you give it the love and attention that it deserves and let's say you have a bad season one day one one year and it doesn't produce the tomatoes that you thought it would produce but you know you've given it the love and care. Basically, you've stayed true to yourself, innit? it? And whatever you've, whatever, you've, whatever you've reaped from what you've sown is sweet and you enjoy the labour of it. But let's picture now, yeah? You've, you've mistreated this plant or whatever it is you're trying to grow, but somehow it manages to produce 100 tomatoes. You and yourself, 
would feel bad. Well, I know I would feel bad because I'd know that I've treated this, I've treated this terribly, but throughout the kindness of of the of the thing that I'm mistreating, it still produced exceptional results. So yeah, man, when you look it deep into this into this thing into life, it's it's mad fun. But with YouTube now, for anyone out there watching, if you're if you if you're starting a YouTube for the first time or your channel's small, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, I think you need to go into it. You need to don't don't have a plan. Forget about planning about oh I, I hope to achieve one video a week. Forget all that. Forget the nonsense. Yeah, what you need to focus on, big man and big girl. Yeah, whoever you are. Yeah, is what do I what do I perfect myself in? What am I good at? What do I enjoy being good at? Because there are two differences here. Yeah, yeah, look. you got to break it down. you got people that are good at things, and there are people who enjoy being good at that particular thing. So what category as a human being do you fit into? Me, myself, now, personal example, yeah? I enjoy football, but I'm not perfect at it. I enjoy being funny, and I'm not perfect at it, but I'm good at it. That's why I excel in. So transferring that into whoever you are as a person and your abilities, because we all have skills in life that we can aspire to develop and achieve, yeah? You need to decide, what am I good at and what do I enjoy being good at? That's what I'm telling the people. That's some deep knowledge, man. That can really help. Working on your strengths and not working on your weakness. This is what I tell a lot of people who are asking me as well, generally for life advice. Uh, what do I do in life? Well, find out what you love. And find out what you're good at, because they might actually be quite similar, and go ham. Go ham. Because what's the point in doing something like academically, for example, because obviously we know the standard route, we go to school, we go to sixth form, we go to uni, and it's all set in stone. But what's the point in doing that if you don't want to do it, and you're not good at it? I mean, you didn't go to uni, did you? Nah, yo, man's exposed me now, but we're talking about it, we're talking about it. So yeah, I stopped at um, higher national diploma which is like an undergraduate level of a degree. Yeah. So in theory, if I went to university and studied one more year, I would have a full degree. But to me, um, I, didn't, I didn't see the point in it because back in 2014, the economy wasn't as bad as it is now, but I, I had a prediction that it would get be as bad as this with petrol prices being high, cost of living, and potentially Brexit. Obviously, back in 2014, Brexit wasn't, uh, didn't, didn't begin yet because we didn't have the vote as yet. Mm. But to me... Uh, I just felt that having a piece of paper to say I'm, quali I'm qualified, having a piece of paper to say I'm qualified in one particular thing doesn't make me a doesn't make me a person who's a pioneer of what I should be a pioneer of. Not defined. If that makes it. sense. Yeah. So, just like with money and like with anything, a university scholarship or a university degree on a piece of paper can be meaningless tomorrow, or meaningless next year or within ten years. But building foundations from when you're young and and trying to trying to achieve your goals when from from a young age, now that can't be taken away from you. So mm. that's why I never really went to union or big man because I'm plus also on a level from twenty nine bags a young man, twenty seven bags either. Well, yeah, I mean, thousands of pounds to go to university to learn something that society should give you for free because not even for free. All right, let's say, let's say, let's break this down. Let's talk about politics now. Yeah, let's say, all right, university enough. Okay, back in 2001, what was it like three grand a year? Well, Scotland had it for free. I don't know if they still have it now, but for English students back in two in the early 2000s, what two bags a year, three bags a year. Now, all of a sudden, it's nine bags a year, and you're paying, you're paying for accommodation if you're studying far from home. 
you're paying for this, you're paying for that, you're paying for what. But back then, the government, I think Labour was in back then, Tony Blair, my brother, but he's not my brother. He was back in the thing, you get me? So, you see, Katty, I think, yeah, if I was in government, yeah, because England's a rich place, you know, they come back these things. If these lot come by a buckle ship for fucking, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. If these lot come by a, a gunship, yeah, for one billion pound, yeah, they come back universities for a year. They come back the whole country for a year for one billion pounds. They say, oh, boom, all right. The, the course is nine bags, obviously. Cost of living's gone up. But for you, just pay three bags of it, yeah? We'll cover the six. So you for the three years, just pay nine bags instead of 27. And then we'll pay the rest, yeah? And I'm obviously, isn't it? Yeah, get me, obviously. We've got to be re realistic, obviously. We understand cost of living's high. We ain't, we ain't expecting the government to produce eggs from thin air. They get me? And then obviously for the, for the accommodation now, Obviously, just back a little thing and then let the student back certain in it. Like it was in back, back in back in the early noughties in this country before it went shit. So what I'm saying is now, yeah, it's shit, bro. It's peak out here, done. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what, we've had you on for quite a while now. I'm eager not to keep you for too long. Before we do, uh, wrap this up, we're going to get... But I'm enjoying again. myself, babe. What, what you want to cut me off from? <laughs> this guy, because... We've been on for half an hour, you know. That's mad, though, still. No, no, no. The reason... My brother. Reason... The reason I was saying is I'm eager to get you on to specifically to talk about politics and all these things. I know you're, you're very passionate about that. This video, we focus a lot on your YouTube side. So I'm eager not to, not to get too lost in the politics because me yeah, and you can. Me and you me can. the next question. Me and you, me and you can. Um, what I'd say like, as a final point, what, what are the future plans now for Funny Fancies? You've established yourself now. You're there. You're doing what you love. Uh, what are the future plans for Funny Fancies in the YouTube and for your individual life? I mean, kids, wedding, you know, anything. Just a general little, little where, where you would see. And I know, look, you don't like to plan too much. I'm the same. But just give, give us a little overview. Okay, well, first thing first, with your first question in regards to YouTube now, I'm looking to uh, start a food review show. Um, hopefully, by December, if all goes to plan, I should have my first episode of that out. Um, intermittently, in between the planning process of that, I'm looking to, with winter coming in England now, I'm looking to do a lot more skits, like I did last winter. So, um, what do you mean by skits, sorry? I was just about to say, for those who don't know what skits are, it's a term meaning short comedy videos. Yeah. So there might be a minute or 90 seconds long, and it's just punchline after punchline, short, sweet comedy. So I'm looking to do some skits, short comedy sketches over the next coming months, as well as a uh, planning, implementing, and filming and releasing my first food review show, episode, I should say. Um, I would also like to do something similar to what you're doing now, a podcast-type, talk show-type thing, but that will take a lot of planning, uh, even more planning than this food review show. So, yeah, that's the plan so far for the, for the uh, near future. And in regards with personal life, um, I haven't got a girlfriend right now, so boom, at me, girl, them, you get me, at me, at Funny Francis 15, Instagram, Snapchat, you get me, but on a serious note, when it comes to females, I haven't even been pushing it right now, I mean, I've got one girl on my line, China, China moved to me, we could say, but I haven't even replied to her, because I don't know, it's mad, I mean, I don't know, how to, I don't know, I think this might be an evolution of me, you know, I, I, you you want females in your life, but you don't want them. I don't know how I, I don't know how to analyze it, big man. It's it's mad, fam. I, I, I never used to be like this. You know me when I was when I was back in back in the back in the day. I was a hothead when it come to girls, but now yeah, it's like I'm scared of them, cause. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, so if a girl comes along my path while I'm probably while I'm out filming in public or something, or I approach a girl or I see a girl that I like or whatever, then yeah, so let it be. But that's not even at the front of my head. I'm 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 my my main objective right now, yeah, is to get a yard rebut. You know about the yard, innit? I've been telling you about the yard for weeks and months and years. Because I think um materialist materialistically speaking, um Let's break everything down. I think the biggest asset you can have to pass on to your children is is a property. Forget cards, forget all of that. If you have a property you can pass on, you've done good in your life. You you fulfilled your because um, let's break this down. Obviously, there's your there's your spiritual duty, your religious duty if you're religious, and there's your materialistic duty because even if people don't want to believe it. The materialistic side of it does have an effect because you can't live on the streets and and and, and especially in a, a cold country like this, if you don't have four walls and a roof to go to, you're you're theoretically dead. So, property is a big is a big asset that people should young people such as myself and people of similar age need to consider investing in. So, in regards to you asking about asking about my life goals and my immediate near future there you have it bro very very interesting seems like you've got your head screwed on and uh and uh, that's that's what we need um it's been great having you today um i'm eager not to keep you on too long and eager not to go into different subjects but um where where can the guys find you give us your plug that's the that's the new word these isn't it plug give us all your information (laughs) so bob obviously on youtube funny francis entertainment snapchat funny francis 15 Instagram the same, Facebook Funny Francis Entertainment, and yeah man, just uh, keep supporting the thing. I hope I hope everyone who watches my thing uh gets positivity uh vibes and good times off my thing, watching my videos and yeah obviously shout out to Janaid for bringing me onto the onto the oh, Brown yeah. Point well, podcast. I was just gonna say um all the links will be posted below so we'll be sure to put all of uh. Mr. Francis, or Funny Francis, shall I say, all of his information below. Um, we're going to get you on again, without doubt, and we're going to be going into loads of topics. He will be a regular guest, so I hope, on my show. In yeah, God willing, God willing. We'll be here again. Uh, is there anything else you'd just like to say to the audience, a little parting message before you go? Yeah. So the parting message is, do things with a smile, and you'll get back a smile. The results will contain a smile, and you'll go to sleep with a smile. So do what you enjoy. There you have it, guys. It's all about smiling. And uh, we've had, we, we've, it's been a pleasure to have Funny Francis, not just as a guest, but as a true friend. Uh, we'll see you again soon, Mr. Francis. Um, and for all those guys who watched, thank you for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. subscribe. And don't forget, this, this, will, this will be live as an audio version on Spotify and uh, on other podcasting platforms. But until next time... Watch this, watch this when you're going to sleep, you get me? <laughs> or even listen to it when you're going for a little walk or something, you know? You know what I mean? Do what you got to do. Watch hey, it. Support the ting. Peace and love. Brown boy and... Brown. Funny Francis Entertainment.